0: Welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas pass to the beauty, business and lifestyle experts we call our community. I'm Kate Blythe, Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca and your host. In today's episode, I'm chatting to dual Olympian Morgan Mitchell. everyone welcome back. So being January, it means that many of us are kickstarting new goals. We want a bit of a new refresh, a bit of a new me. Um, But really, it's about getting back on track. And whether that's with fitness, skincare, picking up new hobbies, habits, really, it's about how you can then maintain them well into the new year. And we noticed the same thing was happening with beauty. So there's interest around active results-driven ingredients like retinol and vitamin C, which really grows at the beginning of the year, as well as different tools and devices and, of course, SPF. And that inspired our January campaign, Get Skin Fit. By now, you've likely seen it all over our stores, social channels, on our website. But essentially, we're kicking off 2023 with a supercharged, high-performance, results-driven mentality, especially when it comes to our skincare routines. We like to call it the Mecca Skincare Reboot. And to bring this story to life, we have enlisted a team of superstar athletes to feature in the campaign. We have AFLW player Mia King, ballet dancer Callum Linane, Tina Rahimi, the first female Muslim boxer to represent Australia, and the incredible Olympic sprinter Morgan Mitchell, who will be joining us in the studio today. Morgan, who is just the most incredible person and has this unbelievable energy, represented Australia in the women's 400 metres and four by 400 metre relay at the 2016 Olympics in Rio and in the 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast before changing her preference to the 800 metre race in which she competed at the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. So whilst Morgan was racing her way around the world, she became the first athlete to be the global face of Cult Follows Jim F45, And she featured in The Game Changers, the viral Netflix documentary that highlights the astounding benefits of a plant-based diet for athletes. Morgan is also a style icon, sharing her incredible hair and makeup looks on Instagram. It was an honour to have Morgan in our January campaign, and we couldn't be more thrilled to have her here on the podcast today. Over to the interview. Morgan, welcome to Mecca Talks. I'm so excited you are here today. It's I amazing. Know.
1: I can't wait. Thank you for having
0: me. And you're looking pretty gorgeous and glowy today. And I was just remarking on your incredible tattoos. Tell yes. me a little bit about them.
1: I actually started when I was 18 and I was quite nervous. I feel like we all go through it straight out of high school. We want to change. Mm. And expression, self-expression, right? Oh, absolutely. And I went through a phase. I got my first tattoo. I dyed my hair blonde. Oh, wow. And I got a piercing somewhere, can I say? On your nipple?
0: Yes. Go go for it. You (laughs) go,
1: girl. (laughs) I got a nipple piercing all in the space of four days. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what I was going through. But ever since I got that first tattoo, I was hooked. And now I have over, I think, 60.
0: They're beautiful. Yeah, thank what, are, you. what are the meanings?
1: Um, you know what? They, they actually are quite deep. Um, so I went through something when I was 18 and it left me in hospital. It was a bit of a, a DV case. And um, I was into art at the time and I thought, oh, wow, how can I kind of express my feelings? I turned my trauma into tattoos and wow. I know was we started off quite deep sorry but I mean I'm I'm thankful for what I've been through and to be honest I I, I love my tattoos so in a way I'm grateful that it happened as yeah. weird as that sounds but everything tells a story and it's part of my story and my journey and I don't know it's 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 part of who I am now so
0: and yeah. Part of who you are as well is being this incredible athlete, yeah. And that takes like commitment. That takes so much commitment. Yeah. Like my my son is rowing at the moment, and he said to me, "I don't know if I can deal with the commitment." And I, you know, you have to be like in it to win it, don't oh, you? Absolutely. So was that you know obviously through high school was that something that you were passionate about? How did you get into it in the first place?
1: Yeah, and I, I think I was blessed with sporty parents to be honest. That was just the thing that we grew up with. Dad played basketball. Mum was an avid horse. Horse rider, <laughs> she was honestly horse crazy. <laughs> um, but it was cool. it was really cool because they were very active, very artsy, very creative, and Mum just chucked us in everything. She said. I want you to be able to play an, at least one instrument, so try all of them, see what you like. Yeah. I want you to play at least one sport, try all of them, see what you like. So you, we joined the chess club, like every, you name it, we've done it. My mum was really <laughs> it cool, was like, like see that. what
0: sticks. Yeah, and mine was running, running <laughs> out of everything. And you run pretty fast,
1: right? <laughs> <But> it's like, <laughs> why would I choose running <laughs> when you, I could have played tennis, uh, golf anything, like Formula One. Yeah, but you can still do all of that (laughs) if you want. (laughs) Do you you still love the running? I do. I love it. And honestly, I'm so grateful for it because it's taken me all around the world and I've made some of my best friends live all around the world. And that's the best part is connecting with people. That's one thing I love doing and learning about new cultures. So yeah, I mean, it took a while to get to this point, but... It, you can tell your son it pays off in the end, yeah. I promise. Well,
0: I mean, I think you've got to have a particular talent to get into the Olympics as well. Yeah, yeah, So, no. so that's you. You've done that twice. I yeah. mean, tell us a little bit about your kind of, you know, career history in athletics and, and all of the Ooh. things that you've achieved because it's pretty inspirational.
1: It's funny. Um, I mean, I started when I was six, took a break when I was 14, so I took four years off and then came back when I was 18 because obviously I wanted to go to the Olympics and I called up my coach of nine years and said, Berkey, we're going to Rio. And this is in 2012. <laughs> and he laughed at me. He's like, you have been away from the track. <laughs> we better start like You've now. You've been lying on the beach <laughs> yeah. for four years. And I said to him, that's one thing I do appreciate about my mum. She's like, you don't know if you don't try. And if yeah. you really do put your mind to it, you can do anything. And that's the way I've always thought since I was a little girl. If I say something. Yeah, you visualize that. And it happened. I wrote it down in my diary at six years old, my dream journal. And I said, I'm going to the Olympics. And to think, what was it, 20 years on or whatever, I'm standing on the start line in Rio and I'm there. It was a journey though. So I had 2012, we had three months of training. We made the world juniors team, which is the Olympics for 18 year olds, which then rolled into me taking a year off because I had patellar tendinosis. So my knees were a bit you know manky <laughs> and then um that rolled into the com games which rolled into world champs and then we're on the start line of the olympics and i've already got three i think it was three or four aussie teams under my belt by that stage but i was only 21 wow so yeah getting out there in rio and standing on the start line i, I remember tearing up just a little bit yeah. because it's a dr- it was a childhood dream like, mega
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you think of the people who get there, yeah. and it's like you know it's the the elite of the elite
1: it's just it's the craziest feeling i think it's like anything you know, you have doctors that want to find cures for certain diseases and they do it and it's like, wow, that's a lifelong dream or mm. people that want to fly to the moon. The Olympics is exactly like that. Just think of something that you've wanted to do forever and you finally tick that off. Yeah. Oh, the feeling. Uh,
0: but isn't it, I mean, you say the visualization, there's not many people mm. who can even run 800 metres without yeah. sort of having to have a little <laughs> holiday afterwards. So the fact that... You're like, visualize it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Actually, visualize it if you've got the talent for it. Yeah, so, yeah. An 800-metres sprint is your, you know, it's your bag, right? Is, yeah. that, your, is that your kind of preferred
1: sport? Um, I mean, it started off with the 400 and then I kind of, oh, this sounds so, I kind of just got over the 400. I have, to, I have to be honest. It was starting to bore me and I said to my coach, we've exhausted it. I've done all I can. I don't want to go back. Let's try something new. And now I'm still learning about the 800, but I used to run them when I was little. Mm -hmm. So it did come back to me quite naturally. And I said to my coach, we will get that Australian record. We were going to Paris. I want to go to LA in 2028. Like I've put it into the diary. My mind can see it. Let's just make it happen. I want to make it my event. But when I tell you it's the hardest event on the menu, like, (laughs) oh my gosh. (laughs) My first month of training, I remember just getting home and like, crawling, like crawling into my room, curling up into a ball and lying in front of this mini heater I bought, oh. trying to keep myself warm all throughout winter. Like it was some of the hardest training I'd ever been through. But again, it pays off. We were on the start line and in my first year of running the 800 on the start line at world champs. Amazing. After eight months, yeah. And honestly, visualization, I just, I am a Firm believer that it works.
0: I love that. And yeah. I mean I'm sure everybody listening today is gonna to go away now and visualize running at the Olympics yeah. and not getting there, but they may run See around at line. least make it round the yeah. the local park and that yeah. would be a big win in itself. And of course, like the you know, you're saying you've got all of this happening, all this training, but you're about to go off and do all this travel. Mm-hmm. What what is that travel for and where are you going? And you said you're gonna to go to Europe, going to the US. Yeah. But I want to know
1: what what's happening there. Well, it's a bit of it's a bit of business. Same pleasure. So I start off in Japan in Feb. Um, that's for Mizuno. I've just signed with a footwear brand and we want to go over there and meet the team. And I'm hoping I can design a sneaker. Oh, <gasps> amazing. would <you> cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, straight after nationals, we go to America for a training camp. I actually get two weeks off. I'm going to go to Coachella. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> again, good on you. and I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and straight from there, we go, yeah, we fly to Europe and we start racing for the European season. Then we have world champs in Budapest. So... It's pretty much just go go go. Training camp, racing, mingle with the, mingle with my mates. I love taking a little holiday every now and then. Yeah. My coach knows I have self-diagnosed ADD. I can't sit still, so I need <laughs> to keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be doing Maybe something. Maybe just a all creative. Time. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beauty of the sport is that we are we literally are always traveling. So, this will be my eleventh European summer.
0: Oh yeah, unbelievable. And And so you foresee this kind of like
1: continuation of the travel going on for years, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think even after I finish, I'm hoping I can continue the whole travel thing. I'd love to be a coach or I'd love to kind of take fashion overseas and mm-hmm. see what I can do there. It's obviously a very competitive market. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I'm just going to write it in my book and I it's hit and hope for me. Yeah,
0: I think <laughs> that, you know what, we need more females in this way of like really driving <laughs> through that agenda. So you've got to go mm-hmm. for it. And of course, like talking about fashion, but let's talk about beauty. You yeah. are our super superstar of our um, Get Skin Fit campaign, which yeah. is on windows, store screens, across all of our digital channels. It's going to be everywhere. How does that make you feel to be Mecca's cover star, basically?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I've got to think about this one. It's just surreal, I think. Like, it's funny. In my family, I grew up with two sisters that love makeup and then there's me, the tomboy that well, not really Tomboy. Yeah, the Tomboy that just loves skincare. So when I was first approached, I remember my manager asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first line and I just said yes. Not <laughs> not for the not for the glitz and the glam of I'm gonna be everywhere, but I just thought, oh my god, Mecca, everyone loves Mecca. I love my skincare. Yeah. It is about skincare. Like it just made sense. And the fact that it is going to be everywhere, I don't know, it's just such a humbling feeling to know it like that's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me like oh my gosh this is so cool it's so good but it you I genuinely care about beauty but it's this <laughs>
0: idea that it's actually you know getting skin fit it Absolutely. kind of fits beautifully with all of your ethos right which yeah. is about training and health so, and actually it's not just about applying skincare. you've really got to like look after your skin and I think oh, that's for sure. something that is um, we're excited about exploring much more mm-hmm. but getting you in there getting athletes in this campaign I think is um, just tells that story in a different way
1: Oh, absolutely. I think people need to see that side of Mecca and that side of athletes. It's like skincare is for everybody. Athletes still use skincare. And then athletes also care about how they look on the field, on the track, wherever it is, and that we can feel our bodies to look good from the inside out. But all the products are just an added bonus. So like, I don't know, I think it's an amazing partnership that Mecca have come up with and I honestly can't wait. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited (laughs) as well. And of course, like, you're you absolutely right
0: on the track. It's not just about kind of, you know, when you're at school and you're wearing some terrible, like, old outfit and you're running and no one cares about it. It's like you're on a global stage, right? You've got the world watching you. Yeah. How do you think perceptions have changed over the the female participants over the years in in sports? And uh, there's been loads of kind of backlash against whether it's the volleyball players saying, we don't want to wear these outfits, or whether Mm. it's, you know, the tennis playing players saying we need different colours other than white on the yes. court. You know, we're female. We have t- the time of the month. Yes. How, do you, how have you kind of seen that, that change in um, actually whether it's sort of sportswear mm-hmm. and the way you dress and the way that you feel good for your races rather than it just being functional? Has that changed
1: for you? Oh, I think it's changed absolutely. I think for me especially, again, I always refer back to my mum. She's such a muse. And she would always tell me, I did not put you on this earth to listen to anybody. Yeah. She's like, but me. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> But me. <laughs> and she always, always encouraged us to be ourselves. So I've always thought outside the box. And yeah. anyone that, anyone that knows me, you could ask them, what's Morgan like? And they'll say, you could tell her to do something. She's going to do what she wants anyway. Yeah. And it's so nice to see that on the field, not just with myself, but with other athletes. Yeah. I think it comes from the power of social media yeah. and strength in numbers so, you know, with all these movements going on, like women's rights, yeah. the BLM movement, all that, there's change because people genuinely care about it. Yeah. And especially with sport, we're not robots. Yeah. People understand yeah. like we have a personality and we're allowed to show it. Exactly. And that's the thing. I'm like, you should have seen me get ready for my first race last week. I got my hair done, makeup my nails done, went to Anton Jewellery, picked out some jewellery. Like it's a whole thing because you want to feel good. You want to look good. I do my skincare the night before, which takes about an hour. I give myself my own mini facial. Like it's a whole thing. And you get out there and you're like, okay, I've prepared how I want to prepare. I feel like I love the way I look. I love who I am. And then it just shows out on the track. Regardless of the result, it's like I think image is just as important. Whether you want to look a certain way or not, it's up to the person that's competing and it goes back into the tennis, obviously wearing all white. Change it up, yeah. It's twenty twenty two. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it just makes me. It does actually blow my mind that people care so much about what other people are doing with their lives or yeah. the way other people want to look. Yeah. But let them live, and I think that'll bring in more eyes because you're attracting a whole new market. You know, imagine having a. I don't know. Wear whatever you want round for Wimbledon. Yeah. And this might shock some people, but <laughs> then people who do actually wear whatever they want and they are free-spirited might be like, oh, I want to watch Wimbledon now. More eyes on the sport. Yeah. Because people care about more than just A the uniform. physical attribute. Yeah, and the uniform. So that's my take on it. Again, you're never going to be able to it. tell me and what I love you <laughs> your nails. You have the most gorgeous, oh, like lilac-colored gorgeous mm. nails bold colors are where it's at what, what was the
0: athlete in the 80s who used to have those incredible nails flojo yeah flojo oh and i used to used to watch that and think oh my god she's standing out on mm. her own mm-hmm. with these incredible everyone else looks the same and she's got these amazing
1: long painted yeah. nails and her hair oh yeah and her outfits and see how we just remember her yeah because she did what she wanted Flo i jo. just love that like I just let people be people. Yeah, amazing. I, yeah. It's if you're not interfering with my life, cool, go do you. Like that's my philosophy. <laughs> I
0: I agree and I love that positivity, like that feeding around, owning your own Absolutely. vibe, but also mm. just really standing for what you believe in. Mm. And you mentioned here your hour long skincare routine <laughs> <Yeah>. pre-race <laughs> this is fascinating i want to know what you do what <laughs> happens in your home facial <laughs> so it's a, it's a whole head to toe thing <laughs> oh, oh good cuz actually oh it's the god. whole body yeah. it's the whole body right i forget about i forget about
1: everything from the chin <laughs> down <laughs> oh god no, i am literally head to toe and my friends i mean i think that's the other thing i love being alone so i have that i have an hour easy i could do that every day but I start with shower, obviously, shave the body. Yeah, wash my hair, wash my face, do that whole thing. So I'll I'll exfoliate, then I'll cleanse, get out of the shower, wrap my hair in um, a deep mo- <laughs> a deep moisturising mask because my curls are all over the sh- all over the joint. Then I'll put on a face mask. I'll exfoliate my whole body with a scrub. I can't believe this. Oh, my God, I'm so extra. (laughs) So good. So exfoliate, let everything sit and soak for about 20 to 30 minutes, jump back in the shower, wash it all off and wash it all out, jump back out, moisturise my body, then I'll start my skincare routine with another mask (laughs) and that's just a moisturising, like a regular moisturising mask that you can wipe off. Do my whole hair routine with the um, hair diffuser, add in all the oils. Then I layer my face with oil, Hyaluronic hyal- – I can never say hyalonic, it. hyalonic serum. <laughs> and then a moisturizer. So it's like a whole eight-step thing. And by that time I think I've listened to a whole podcast or a whole album of Beyonce's, whatever, and I'm just on the couch watching my favorite TV oh. show. Like it's just – The way I love to prepare. I love that. silky smooth from top to bottom. Does it help
0: your, like, head get into, like, the right space, right? Because that competitive spirit. Yeah. You know, I imagine it's, like, nervous energy.
1: And how do you, like, sort of keep calm and keep, yeah. A hundred percent. I think I'll just... Personal hygiene is very important for me. Like, mm. everyone knows <laughs> the girls came over and they opened the right side of my mirror and they go, Morgan, I've never seen anyone with so much deodorant. Ah! And then the other side is just a whole wall of um, perfume. So I've got six roll-on deodorants, six sprays, then all my face stuff, like all my skin care – All my hair care. Then on the other side is all my perfume. Like (laughs) I just we need to have a little look inside your bathroom Uh, at some point. This sounds fabulous. It's my favorite thing in my house. Like I love it. (laughs) Oh, and how do you travel
0: then with all of? When you've got this amazing routine, how do you how do you take it with you on the road? Travel packs. Travel packs. Yes. Yes. So you're super organised about it as well. Yeah.
1: So I used to live down the road from Mecca in Paddington in Sydney, and. The guys, they were amazing. Oh, my gosh. On Glenmore Road. Oh, yeah. I would always walk up and they'd be like, traveling again? I was like, yes, yeah, uh, so I'm going to need three of these. <laughs> so I'd have one for my bag, my mini suitcase and my large suitcase. And then I pack all the extra skincare in my large suitcase. Because I have this fear of running out of good skincare and – because it's the only thing I care about. I don't really pack makeup. I like to get my makeup done. <laughs> yeah, so lazy. Your skin, your skin is <laughs> so good. You don't <laughs> need makeup. You. <laughs> you know, I, just, I just love the fact, like – I don't know, I just think I'm so used to being natural all the time, or at least 90% of the time, and I genuinely love having clear skin. Yeah. I, don't, I love, again, love fashion. Yeah. So the thought of getting makeup on my clothes, yeah. big ick, yeah. not going to do it. Like I'd rather wear nothing, yeah. 100%.
0: Well, you have yeah. the most incredible skin, so you, you literally can totally get away with. I, I did the hour. You did the hour yeah, the for hours prep this morning, for yeah. all for us today, so we are very yeah. honoured. <laughs> And Morgan listen you are you know you're you're taking huge strides in the world of athletics you're leading at the front and and that is so impressive and we talked a little bit about FloJo being someone who's an icon but who else do you get compared compared to who else are mm. sort of female athlete icons to you that have ooh. really sort of set your set your vision up as well and have inspired you over the years ooh
1: that's a good one i would say flojo's up there yeah I think more so for the aesthetic. Yeah, for <laughs> I sure. just loved her. Um, it's tough because I've never really been into... I've always admired female athletes. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams was probably the other one for me, 100%, because she just does not give a damn yeah. about anyone or anything. Yeah, she's amazing. If you can own yourself, I find that so attractive. Yeah. Serena was up there. But then I just... I tell you what's so funny... I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I am. <laughs> it's Christmas. Yeah. Um, Rihanna. Rihanna. I know she's not an athlete, but I love her. And I remember being in America earlier this year at an after party, and they're like, you know who you remind me of? I'm like, who? Here we go. Like, and I remember <laughs> this guy said, Rihanna. And I go, hang on, say a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm I think take up that, take that. Up. <laughs> But I think it was like he goes, the tattoos, the fashion, this, that, the other. I thought, far out, that's so cool. Like, I've loved her since the beginning of time. Yeah, and to be she's compared incredible. to her, I usually wouldn't tell anyone that. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, someone's there. Love no, her. you should. But Absolutely. She's just someone I've loved forever. And then the third person or fourth person I think are up to would be my mum. I always refer back to her. Your mom sounds so incredible. Cool. I wish she was here today. Oh, I want to hear all her. of her words of wisdom. She's so cool. She just let us do our own thing, let us make our own mistakes and learn on our own. Yeah. She said, I can't, she would never wanted to, I don't I don't think she ever wanted to put her beliefs and fears and whatever else have you on us. She wanted us to kind of discover that for ourselves. Yeah. And then she said, I'll always be here if you need me. And that's what I love. I, I think that's why I'm so carefree, is because she let us run amok when we were little. <laughs> but
0: she sounds like she's given you the like the right guardrails, you know. Oh, and yeah. a sort of like the focus and the come on, try everything until mm-hmm. you figure out what's gonna work. But you gotta you've gotta be an expert at something here. A
1: hundred percent. And it was also the I feel like, so you're a mother, you know yeah. what it's like. She's mum has three of us, all a year apart, give or take. She would always say whether you want to do it or not, I just don't want to drive and then you'd bail. So make up your mind. Yeah. Because it's, you know, oh, you four I'm, kids. I am like... so with her on yeah, that. Yeah, like be happy, do whatever. Yeah. But, but make
0: sure you want to but do don't it before complain we waste about it. all this petrol yeah. and time. <laughs> and I'm not paying for it. And if you're, you're going <laughs> to complain about it, so give it up if you don't want to do it, but commit if you're in. <laughs> yes, that's... Oh, I'm with her on that. She sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, She's, like she totally is. Has... through that with me. Yeah, I'm good on her. And, and do you know what? I think that that is like... It really makes you focus on it, it and does. say, do you know what? I'm not going to just spray my whole sort of personality everywhere. I'm going to be like, here we go. We focus. And when you were like training and you were thinking about the running and all of that stuff, were there other sports that you were good at that you thought I could, I could, you know, I could nail here? Oh. I could be a tennis player. I could be a long jumper. I could be yeah. a...
1: Yeah, I think I always tell people this, and I say, it with, I say it with 100% confidence. I still to this day am better at ball sports than running. So you could have been an AFL player. Oh, not that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they bounce that thing. That's the only thing I can't do is bounce an AFL <laughs> ball so no one asks. It's very complicated oh, sport. They've asked me a million times to play, and I've always said – I was interested at the start, and then I thought, who am I to deprive a young girl that's actually worked hard – to want to play AFL, yeah, because they want your speed, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, pick someone that's actually putting in the work and effort. I can help with the coaching of, you know, the running coaching if yeah, I need yeah. it. But AFL, no. I'm talking more basketball and netball, netball for sure, <laughs> the round you, ball. I bet, you, I bet <laughs> you're pretty. Would have been a good shooter. Yeah, yeah. So that in mid court, I just, I sometimes kick myself because I always knew I was better at those mm. two than running, but running would take me further. Um, but again, I'm not mad. I'm just, it is what it is, so. Yeah,
0: and like Rihanna has, you know, gone from being pop icon mm. to now having one of the, you know, well, she's got amazing fashion, beauty yeah. lines. For you, is there, do you see those extensions? Obviously, you're working with, you know, you're collaborating on kind of sneakers. Would you ever do yeah. like a kind of athletic beauty skincare brand?
1: How did you know? From it's America. like you can read my. It's like you can read my mind. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't want to give it away. I was um, honestly, this would have been three months ago. I came up with an idea, which I'm going to keep on the down low, and I can tell you both after. Uh, and I said it to my friends. I was like, okay. I was lying in bed, put it out to the universe, staring at the roof, and I remember, I remember thinking, okay, the skincare market is absolutely saturated with famous people at the moment. I need to wait. So timing's everything. But I was like, what do people need? And the idea, which I nearly just said, came to me. And then I thought of Mecca. and I was like, this would be perfect. I don't even care if I'm the face of it. It's just take my idea – Cut me my check and run with it. You guys can have it. I don't even – I just think it's an idea within the skincare world that people need.
0: Yeah. And see, I'm waiting. That is the, you know, the, the, the sort of white space of what people are – I'm so excited. Are, uh, I found a gap in the, the market. The gap. The gap. Yeah. And I'm that so is, excited. Yeah, that is what everyone's looking for. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk about after this podcast. Yeah. About that That is pretty exciting. Um, and then, you know, obviously as a female athlete, you are – and, you know, compared to the men in the world, you are under significant pressure. Mm-hmm. You've really got to, like, champion the sort of the strength of females here and to really push other, um, you know, change change perceptions and also change change the future for the mm. upcoming athletes. Is that a pressure that you take on personally? Or do you think there are ways in which you can do that with your amazing positive energy as well, which can make those incremental changes for future athletes?
1: Yeah, I don't I – it's quite funny. I always thought I would feel the pressure, but I don't feel it at all because it just goes back to being true to yourself. And for me it's always just lead by example. Mm. And if I am I – know I, I know who I am. I am who I am. A <laughs> bit of a tongue twister. But <laughs> I know young athletes. I train with a y- lot of young athletes as well, so I can definitely vouch for this. But they see me just carrying on as Morgan. Yeah. And – I just want to lead by example in the way that people like, oh, she's just being herself. She's doing what she wants to do. She's not sitting down and giving seminars and this and that. And here's the book of how to become a professional athlete and change the world. It's just get about your business, do it in a way that is authentic to you and people will naturally follow in a way that is authentic to them. And I feel like that's in my opinion, probably the best way to lead mm. is just yeah by example, and, and try to enjoy it
0: as well, absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. If you've got that talent and you've got that like focus, yeah, it's pretty exciting way to enjoy life and yes. see the world, right? You're going to yeah. you're you know traveling nonstop, you're meeting incredible people, yeah. you know that's in itself
1: for young athletes upcoming. I mean, it opens up your world. Yeah, 100%. And one thing I love to showcase is that you can run, you can be professional, but you can also have fun. And that sport does come with great opportunities and I want the next generation to see that is that if I again actually commit to rowing. Yeah. Hey son, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I'll I can... tell him to listen to this, give him some words of advice. <laughs> it's crazy who you can connect with. Like the people yeah. I met this year, oh my gosh, I remember I got back from America just lying in bed like what the hell is my life? Yeah. All because of running and that's one thing I want people to understand is especially young women, because obviously i think the age that females drop off is in high school so around that 14 15 yeah. they want to party and give yeah. it up it's like no 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 no. no, no. the party will always be, it'll always be there but yeah. if you commit to stuff like this the partying gets better yeah <laughs> you're you Party with Rihanna. Yeah. you're not gonna be partying oh my with the, gosh you know, like, make <laughs>
0: high school yes.
1: shout out the SB's after party like that's all just from commitment yeah. and hard work and it definitely pays off it took me 10 years, sure, but I would not change my upbringing, my life, my journey for anything now that I'm here.
0: Yeah, yeah. You are incredible. And one of the most incredible things that um, Carrie and I were talking about, um, our producer were talking about this morning, was that recently you were featured in a Netflix documentary, The Game Changers, (laughs) which was executive produced by two people we may have heard of. One, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the other, James Cameron, you know, of Avatar fame. So... How did that happen? How did that come about? Because we're talking here about, you know, your world being opened up by the fact that you are really good at running. Yeah. Uh, And then you're on Netflix shows and you're in L.A. and you're meeting Rihanna and all these things. Like, how did that particular project come to fruition?
1: It was actually Anna Weatherlake. Shout out Anna and shout out Linda because I love those two girls. They're sisters. Anna, (laughs) I was in Germany. I'll never forget it. We're about to miss our flight to Switzerland and I get this call, and I'm like, "What does Anna want? I'm like, this is random." She goes, "Hey, uh, do you want to be in a documentary? James Cameron's directing it." I was like, "What do you What do you mean? I'm jet lagged. <laughs> I just landed in Germany." Like, she goes, "Oh, Sids can't do it. Her ex partner at the time." Would you like to do it? And I was like, James Cameron, that's the the Titanic. I loved that movie as a kid. I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm free. I said it'll have to be after the Olympics because it was the um, year of Rio. And I was 21 and I thought, oh, this probably won't really go anywhere, but sure. We filmed after Rio. I'm like, okay, didn't hear anything for a year. Okay, well, that was fun. It was a free trip to LA. (laughs) Then they contacted me like, you know, I think – Mid-2018 and said, we want you to come to Canada for our premiere. It's a small one. Sweet. I watched it and I was like, wow, that's actually a really well put together documentary.
0: <laughs> You'd hope so. And my mum's like, Morgan Cameron. James
1: Yeah, She's like, get a grip. 2019 came around and then we're in LA for the real premiere. It was incredible. Like, I was only 22 years old thinking, I thought this was just a, you know, a school project, like a little bit of a passion thing on the side for James, like, whatever, I'm just here helping out. And then next thing you know, we're on Netflix, we're in Netflix. Yeah. And that for me was just like, that was mind blowing. I never in a million years could have imagined that I would be a little thumbnail on Netflix.
0: Oh, that you know hey, was
1: insane! It, that Surely, was insane.
0: there's more of that to come. Did you not yeah. say to him, "Hey, you need know for that other film coming out called Avatar Two? Well,
1: um, <laughs> is there any way I could be in that <laughs> as well? That is something I'd love to get into acting for sure. I'd, I just, I want to be in a Disney movie. Yes, whether it's animated or not, that's the goal. I would. Why do you write to a to Disney movie? I have a few in mind. You could I'm be sure. like yeah. the athletic princess. <laughs> yeah. A Disney princess would make my life. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I'm with you. Can I
1: come to the premiere yes. of that? I think. Okay, well perfect. Invited.
0: As long as we are crafting the story <laughs> yeah. and we get like righteous credits from this podcast, <laughs> then we're all so. in. <laughs> So you are doing, okay, so James Cameron, you're doing yeah. documentaries, you're doing all of this incredible sport. You're going to keep running and nail that 800 meters and get onto that <laughs> Olympic stage. Um, and also, how do, you, how do you do that? Obviously, you're training hard, but you're also, you live a very healthy life, right? Mm. When did you start sort of thinking about, not as you talked about earlier, not just what you put on your face, but like internal as well, how yeah. you look after yourself. What are your
1: tips and tricks? Um, water. Hundred percent. My this all this whole podcast is about my mum. Yeah, <laughs> she's the secret. She's God's gift to this earth. Um, she would force What's her us. name. Lois. Lois. Oh. And everyone everyone reacts Great like that when I name. say. Her name. Isn't it? I do love her name. Yeah, but then it's also is it Family Guy? Yeah. I think the mum's name's Lois. So I'd get some people coming up and being like, "Your mum's name's Lois. 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 Lois." And they oh, <laughs> like don't ruin it. Um, yeah. No water. 100 percent I'm honestly five to six liters a day without fail wow. and I love my green tea she also mum also said to have a shot of apple cider vinegar every single morning and ah. mix it with a little bit of water diluted a little bit and have that and what I, does that do oh apparently it gives you clear skin and clears what your it, gut I, I don't know if it does clearly it's working wonders <laughs> on you I'm gonna try this I honestly I do feel good when I have it um that was another trick and I've just again I'm blessed with mum she grew up pretty much in the outback on a farm. But all of our fruits and veggies were like organic, natural. And she taught us how to love veggies and how to work with them. So I just naturally love leading a healthy life. And I also say if you can't – if you don't have time to be active, going to the gym or whatever – Walking, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was like the fittest I had ever been. It's yeah. always in Europe when I'm walking.
0: Yeah, so honestly. true. Because you just you don't realize you've just done fifteen thousand steps because yes. you're just walking and non. And yeah, I, I think you're right. Like it doesn't have to be hard training, right? Yeah. To stay to stay no, fit to no, stay healthy, walking
1: is honestly the key. And I think at the end of the day, we all understand what it takes to be healthy and this and that. Mm. But it's just being consistent with it. Yeah. You know, like. You're allowed, yeah. We're allowed to have off days every Friday. I eat whatever I want, I don't Mm -hmm. think about it because I still want to have fun with my diet. But yeah, I just think consistency is key. And my tips and tricks are so basic, but they've worked for me for 28 years.
0: (laughs) So, the apple cider, the water, the green tea, the lots and lots of vegetables what other tips and tricks could you give everybody? Ooh, it. Because <laughs> the other thing as well is like it's, you know, with, with the training you do, you've got to mm. keep the energy levels up. Yeah. So how do you keep your energy levels up other than just having your own self-diagnosed ADD?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I keep my energy levels up? That's a good one. I don't know. I think just fueling the right way. Like I'm so boring. Like I'm not boring. That's a I shouldn't say that. Because it, it's funny. I have quick coffee for a little bit, which is quite tough, but – Shout out Remedy Kombucha. They came out with, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's called No no Something. It's a new No, no nasties drink, No Something drink. It's a, Anyway, it's a caffeine caffeinated drink and it's still kombucha with caffeine. But that, if you want a shot of energy, just one <laughs> shot to get you through the day, that's all you need. Okay. That's <laughs> and, um, this good isn't even tip. a paid sponsored post, that stuff. Oh, that's my the... gosh. I love it. I love it. But also it's just the good night's sleep, like getting your yeah. rest. Meditating is very important to me. I love yeah. even if it's five minutes. Do you do that on your own or do you follow sort of an app? Or? Um, I did follow – I was on the Calm app for a little bit just yeah. to get into it. And then I downloaded – he's my favorite, uh, I'd say psychologist, David McGraw. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. He has a meditation for everything. You can just say, okay, I want wealth. I want success. I want – a good night's sleep whatever you want he has a recording ah. for it. he is incredible how do you
0: zone into oh. that because oh. I think when you've got a busy busy brain a busy life yeah to switch down to that gear I find it really hard oh really yeah and I think maybe because I would try and meditate yeah and then I would immediately start doing kind of like lists of all the things that I need to get done so
1: like how do you actually like train yourself out of that So Emma Murray, my sports psych, she taught me that our brain can only focus on one thing. And when you catch yourself, you know, going off on all these different tangents, you literally, I would literally, that happened in the kitchen the very first time. You have to tell yourself to stop and then come back to whatever you're focusing on. I'm not even joking. You have to say stop. Yeah. So I'd be cutting potatoes. I remember I was cutting potatoes one day, thinking about the Olympics, freaking out. And I used to get mad anxiety. Yeah. And I remember being like, stop, I'm cutting potatoes. And I'm looking at the potatoes and getting really in the moment. And honestly, time just flies. So I'm listening to David speak in these recordings. And I start thinking, oh, gosh, I've got training tomorrow. It's going to be really hard. I'm freaking. And then I'm like, oh, stop, David's talking. But you could say it a million times and you've just got to keep training your brain to the point. It really does just come naturally. But it all starts with like... Physically saying the word stop. Yeah, stop. And catching yourself because we have so many thoughts. Oh, so good. And living in the moment is the best thing. Yeah. Like right now, we're in the moment. Have we yeah. thought about anything else? No. When I do jiu-jitsu, it's the best sport for that because you don't think about anything else except for what you're doing in the moment. Yeah. And yeah, shout out Emma Murray. It's probably the best piece of information and advice I've ever received yeah <laughs> unbelievable it's like so simple just, but so effective
0: but just that whole kind of like being able to get yourself into that headspace mm. to your point like about the training and the competing you, you I'm sure massive levels of anxiety right so it you know to kind of compete you've got to have a bit of that nervous energy so oh, being sure. able to like zone out yeah is like a such a skill oh and so you good. see it with those you know those elite athletes mm-hmm. on that enough sort of final, whether it's a, the Australian Open final and there's just like they are playing the last point and they're so chilled. Whereas yeah. I'd be like crying <laughs> and
1: like <laughs> smashing the racket. No! Yeah. <laughs> it is admirable when you, when you see it as well. It's yeah. like you get so into the moment that you forget everything around you to the point where you actually forget the moment because it's like you're just that focused, like laser focused yeah. on what you have to do. Some of my best races, I only really remember the last 50 metres. Yeah. Because oh I was goodness. just so focused on what my body was actually doing.
0: When that like sort of, you know, was it starting gun goes yeah. off
1: and you're like on the block.
0: Yeah. How do you not mess that up?
1: Oh, <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I always thought I used to get so nervous. I would be in set. So it's yeah. the second, um, and it, like, second alert before the gun goes. And I would honestly think, I can't believe I'm admitting this, when I was younger I'd think, I'm just going to break. Yeah. I really don't want to run. I'm yeah. just going to come out early and get off the track. Yeah, And then I finally taught myself, calm down. You've yeah. done the work. You're here. You know what you, needs to be done. Like, you don't go to the Olympics as a Joe Blow. Just, they yeah. haven't just handpicked you from, you know, a yeah. hat. So it's like, okay, I know I'm physically ready, Yeah, I've just got to commit. And then, yeah, we changed my whole thought process to, all right, first hundred this, second hundred that, yeah. focus on it. Just Nothing focus on the, those stages, <laughs> like right? If you, I, I remember thinking if I can't focus for 50 seconds in the four and two minutes in the 800, I mean, come on. Ask me to focus for oh, an yeah. hour. Eighty-eight. Come on, that'll kick in. It's not happening. But for two minutes. Yeah. When you really simplify, two it, minutes. it going like, take off, me that. a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say about three. <laughs> when you think about it, that's that's a really short amount of time. Yeah. And it's a very fun short amount of time. You're running with the best athletes in the world, so yeah. soak it up and focus. Awesome.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, and you know, I think with with that headspace and with that um talk about all these other athletes that you run with and everyone that you've met who who have you met recently who's made you think wow I want to I want to do what they're doing or I think that what they're doing is super interesting or which athletes have you found mm. inspiring to meet recently Ooh, oh my gosh any of those 100 meter runners which are like do you ever beat the same Bolt?
1: I did, yeah. Uh, he is one of the coolest dudes. Yeah. I'll never forget in 2015, we all ended up in, it was 2015 Beijing China World Champs. And there was like a group, it wasn't even a party, it was just a gathering of athletes. We're all in um, a room, in someone's hotel room, and we're all just chilling, talking. And he's there. And I was, how old at the time? Oh my gosh, I was 20. <laughs> I remember walking in and you've got, it was just Jamaicans and USA, like Team USA. And I remember walking in, Sanya Richards-Ross is there. She won the 20, what was it, 2012 Olympics in the 400. And then you've got Usain Bolt, you've got Wallace Spim, you've got all these names. And then little old me, I was just part of the relay team at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I walk in, I'm like, what the? I sat there, did not say a word. And he's eating chicken nuggets from Macca's. (laughs) And he had his 100 metre final the next day. He just did um, it like I'm it's, like, oh, it's very chill. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fine. Let's and break some records. Literally, and I'm like looking, at it like, that's the key. Yeah. I just don't really care. Yeah, just,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh you, my I, God. I, I doubt you'd be the person eating the chicken. I no, got the night no. before. Oh, You'll be doing your God. spa routine, but I whatever. Make the start line.
1: <laughs> but it's athletes like that, like even my jujitsu teacher, Max, they just, athletes that, get about their business, but also have a life away from the sport. Yeah. I appreciate that because you really need to be able to split the two. Yeah, I've seen too many athletes crumble because their whole identity is athletics or football. Yeah. or, And so if you're an athlete that can still have fun on the weekends, can still have family time, have all these different pillars, not just, oh, track is me and it's who I am and everything else has to come second. Yeah, yeah there are times where it has to come second, but you still need to understand that you're a human. So there are athletes like that that I really do appreciate and – I'd say Usain's definitely one of them. Um, oh gosh, a lot of footballers, a lot of like NFL players, they just get the job done and then go out and they're not footballers on the weekend. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so I can't getting name the right names, balance.
0: Getting the right balance, right? Yeah. And I love the fact that you're going to train overseas, but then you're going to Coachella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. you're like, no, no. I am two I, weeks off. And what do you, you know, like you're such a Coachella girl. You've got your yeah. tattoos, you've got the vibes, you've got the love, <laughs> lust for life. So you're, yeah. I imagine I'm so it's excited. your like
1: happy place. It's the best three days ever. Oh. I went in 2018 when Beyonce was playing. It was like Beyonce Me goes the weekend. I know, that was a year to go. <laughs> that, it was the hottest weekend and we camped. I would not recommend camping. <laughs> I'm not a. b bi- I'm an outdoors girl, but I need a hotel. Yeah, you need I a say, a bed a bed and a bath. But or all just my, a bed oh, and a toilet. All my friends know I'm I'm not high maintenance until it comes to traveling and needing a hotel. Yeah. If we're traveling, I that's I will admit that's a flaw of mine. It's probably a red flag. <laughs> I need to stay in <laughs> yeah. yeah. red flag. I yeah. don't think so. I think oh. I'm so with you. Oh, those shared bathrooms in the big like like yeah, oh, there's just no need there's And no like, need, wet right? floors with hair oh, I was like literally on my tippy toes <laughs> Like my big toenail That's how I was walking And I just said to my friend, I'm like, I'm not showering till we get home I'd rather not shower than stand in whatever that bath." Yeah, I'm, uh, I am so with you Just take all of your like, deodorants
0: it's like, yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> it's like <edgy> <laughs> Yeah, exactly
1: just, This is pre-COVID like, yeah. oh, I'm I can't even say that word, sorry, bleep that out <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) No more. Let's look to the
0: future. Um, So listen, in addition to being quite clearly unbelievably physically fit and very, very athletic, what does being skin fit mean to you, Morgan?
1: Ooh, skin fit means it is a routine and it's the exact same as anything else in my life. It's having pillars. And as we touched on before... It takes me about an hour to be skin fit, but it's not just what I'm putting on my face. It's also how I'm feeling my body, how I'm feeling my mind, how I'm like just feeling myself as a person and that the results just speak for it's for themselves. Yeah. Um, So that's pretty much what skin fit means to me. I love that.
0: And it's about not just thinking about what you're putting on your skin, but it's about making sure you are meditating if you can't sleep. If you are thinking about how to, you know, sort of dial it down so you can be in the moment. I love the way that you think about being in the moment. That is like so critical. I think we all move at such a speed and all we ever do is think about what's in the future, what's next week, what's in a month's time. But actually right now we're in the moment. We're having this great conversation and that in itself is magic. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I think having all those things, it all adds up in the end. You know what I mean? Mm. So getting the sun, meditation, skincare, fuel, it speaks for itself. And like you can see it on a person when they are really taking care of their whole being. And that's what's so important. I think we just need to learn to, yeah, it's all about us individually. Take care of your whole being because one plus one equals two. And if we want clear skin and we want a happy life and You've got to do all of those things for it to make sense. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, uh, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Where do I sign up? can all come up? over for Self-Care Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Self-Care Sunday with Morgan. Yeah. Um, and finally, great question here. If you were a beauty product, <gasps> one that was preferably stocked at Mecca, yeah. what would you be and why? And also, secondary Ooh. question, so you can answer them separately or together, what song is a soundtrack to your life? And I imagine it might be Beyonce. I'm not sure. No.
1: (laughs) The goop lip balm. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. You probably weren't expecting me to say I'd be lip balm. It, I would honestly put that on my face. It gives me, oh, my gosh. It It cures... Every single sin I have ever committed in my life. Like, it is insane. The goop, lip balm, and the nutrient oil, the face oil, I'd have to say too. Oh, my gosh. This is what I have on right now. Yeah. Glowing. Yeah, you are glowing. I would be the lip the lip balm and the oil. Two in one. I don't even care. Insane. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Ha, kudos. Like, oh, my gosh. Get her in on the podcast, please, <laughs> just so I can give her a hug. Yeah. My favorite products. Um. And then a soundtrack, oh my gosh. Soundtrack so, to your life.
0: When, maybe it's soundtrack to your life right now or maybe it's
1: soundtrack to your life yeah. when you're younger as well. So you can, we
0: can, you can elaborate here.
1: But this is a question. Is it the title or the lyrics? Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> 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 this <is the> pressure. <laughs> oh, see, I would say Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think this was the best year of my life. And I learned a lot this year. Lost a lot this year, grew a lot this year. Like everything happened and I would have to say I'm genuinely – fine. Well, I shouldn't say finally, <laughs> but I'm happier than ever. So I'm going to say that one. The lyrics, different to the title, <laughs> it's a bit deep, but – that would be my soundtrack for okay, sure. I love that. Yeah.
0: I think that is the perfect note to finish on today, Morgan. Thank you so much for coming in to talk to me. Thank I you have for absolutely having me. loved it. I feel like we are soul sisters. Um Alex. Ca- Libra. I know, exactly. Saginaw we're gonna do a whole podcast on Star signs, I think. Yeah. Um and I can't wait to hear about everything. Will you come back and speak to us again? Absolutely once you've done your next seven months of touring around. Done. We want to hear all the good stuff. We can that's do Mecca coming. on the road. Oh, we could do <laughs> let's Mecca. Just pack up let's shop. do Mecca on the road. I think we could do a whole Mecca um, beauty product line as well. So Mecca let's takes us Italy. Done.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's go. Thank you for having me. Thank Kate. you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Mecca Talks. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your favorite podcast app and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this episode with your friends.